What's up, y'all? This is your girl, Danny Renee. This is the Millennial Network, where we're going to be highlighting millennials, entrepreneurship, and overall multiple ways from just different people and different ways on how you can be successful. And right now, I have here... Brandon Glenn. Uh, call me Bulletproof. Fighter, boxer, entrepreneur, whatever you want to say. Whatever we want to say. So fighter, boxer, entrepreneur. And what makes you a fighter? Come on, Danny. Boxer. <laughs> I mean, everybody don't know you're a boxer. I'm a pro boxer, um, working with Garcia Promotions. I'm 11 and 0, uh, nine knockouts, and looking for my uh, 12th uh, fight, January 25th at the Barclays Center. Okay, cool, cool. Now, first of all, I'm gonna need you to get a little bit more energy. You know, a second ago you was like singing and everything. You know what I'm saying? So you talking to me right now? Who is BG, Brand Glenn, you know what I'm saying? Professional fighter, you know, 11 and 0. You know what I'm saying? Looking for the 12 fight, which you were supposed to fight. You were supposed to fight this weekend, you know, um, which is a pretty big fight. But, you know, t tell us a little bit more why you got into fighting, like who you are as a fighter, you know, just all the, tell us all of that. Well, I got introduced to boxing in college. Um, I was working at uh, Kmart, Wasp Prevention. And we were in the off-season with football at the time. It was my uh, third year at ASU playing football. And uh, I had a buddy introduce me to boxing. And, you know, I fell in love with it. So from there, I stopped playing football and pursued, uh, you know, the, the amateurs and ended up getting um, a shot at the trials. And, you know, got on the WSB team, got on Team USA, and, you know, just uh, fell in love with it. Okay, that's what's up. And when we say the trials, we're, we're talking about the Olympic trials. So the reason I know Brandon, Brandon is because, let's see, in 2015 more so, we were both, you know, prepping to fight an Olympic, uh, 2016 Olympic trials. We both trained under the same co some of the same coaches, and, you know, and I basically took him under my wing as, like, my little brother. And um, the thing is, this dude actually went pretty far in Olympic, uh, the Olympic trials. He did pretty well, but then he decided after that, after he didn't make the, the trials and he decided to go pro, which he's doing pretty well. He already got a promotion. And then I, one of the things that I love about Brandon is that he definitely does not fit the stereotype, you know, college educated, smart man, even on the entrepreneur side, because most people, one of the things I love about you, Brandon, is like most people, they want to become professional athletes at different things, but then you turn your brand, your, you turn boxing into a business. So tell us about what made you turn your career of boxing into a business. All right, so. Um, and what makes it a business? So basically, you know, you want to perform as well as you can in the pros. So whether you have a promotion company, whether you have a strength and conditioning company, whether you have a management company, whether you sell barbecue sauce like Holyfield, you want to be successful in your uh, pro career. So people have something to follow um, when you get done. You know, they become fans of you, which means they become uh, fans of what you, what you do. So for me, 
You know, obviously I want to be a promoter and that's why I work well with uh, relationships. I try to keep all doors open. I try to um, learn the ins and outs of the business while I'm fighting. That way, when it's the time to to move away from fighting myself, but to just promoting, I already mm -hmm. have a good understanding of what I need to do. And as far as uh, the business side right now, as a fighter, you, you're a brand, you know, whether it's the way you wear your hat, whether it's your logo, whether it's the, you know, your your sponsors, you you are a brand. You represent a brand. Obviously, you know if you got an LLC or a corporation, um, you got crazy taxes to pay. You have employees to pay as a boxer. You got your coach, your manager, your cut man, all these different guys. If you got strength and conditioning coaches, you got you know chefs. You got everything. These people have to get. Um, paid for what they do they have to get percentages so you're acting as a business okay that's what's up and you know the crazy part about it i think like in the back of my head i knew that you would call like your coach and your trainers and all these different things like employees maybe but i never it never like really clicked or processed until you just said it the fact that when you look at it from a business aspect it's an llc but yet you have all these different people on payroll like i never mm -hmm. looked at it as that so you gotta you you gotta you you your coach you pay him to tell you what to do you pay him to get you ready for your body you pay your manager to do a job you pay yourself to do a job you pay everybody to do a job they work for you if you don't if you're not making any money they're not gonna make any money period right. my last point it's not gonna happen we went through camp seven week camp no fight which means everybody pissed in the wind. Mm -hmm. So nobody get paid. I don't get paid. Nobody get paid. The mm -hmm. business don't make money. I can't pay my employees. Get off my clock. <laughs> it's, it's easy. Okay. Now, I find it interesting, like, when you say ultimately you see yourself being a promoter. And when you look at fighters like Mayweather, like, Mayweather is his own promoter. And part of the reason why Mayweather, outside of just natural, not even natural talent, outside of just unbelievable skill as a fighter um he put on this brand as you mentioned he created this bad boy image that people either grew to love or people grew to hate but at the same time he's never needed a promoter and he's the highest uh boxer like paid like highest paid boxer of all time but then you see boxing going into a whole different um like just a whole different route. Like you got a lot of people that don't like boxing as much, but then you have less fighters going the route that Mayweather went, but still getting, like still having like a promoter. So what do you see? And I don't even know if you plan on doing it while you are boxing and, you know, everything, but how do you see yourself transitioning to that promotion? What are some things that you know as a promoter right now and you plan on um, learn, hoping to learn and grow into. You know what? I was talking to a guy named uh, Greg, Greg Colton, and he was telling me about how he's a successful business owner. He owns this hotel, that hotel, you know, whatever. And I asked him, man, how do you get to that point? Because right now I'm fighting, I'm trying to transition myself into um, you know a promoter where I can 
make my business uh, successful right now. And he said, you know what? The thing about it is you can't do both. You can't. There's no way possible that I could invest 100% into um, boxing and being a promoter. Because it takes time, it takes energy and effort. You know, you know, you've been in the boxing gym. You know what it is. You know what the time and effort that we put in. So when you say take that same energy and put it into a business, you can't do the same time. So I feel like um, making that transition is going to be different. Obviously, I think I need to move away from boxing, moving away from fighting, moving away from focus on what I eat, when I sleep, what I drink, where I'm going, this and that, the third, to put all my energy and effort into that business. So obviously it will be towards the end of my career when I start to focus on other fighters. And obviously I need to take the things I learned from fighting mm-hmm. and teach that to my fighters. Okay. Part of the reason I want to be a promoter is to, I feel like business and boxing can be done better um obviously you're not a, a, a pro fighter but you understand some things that come with the business it can be um a cutthroat game i feel like i can um help these fighters get further with more okay and i would say what have you learned considering you're not fighting because I know like Saturday the fight was going to be a big deal. You know, Javante Tank Davis and you got, um, you're as, I don't know how to say his name, Gamboa. And you know, it was going to be a pretty big fight, especially back in like your hometown. And the fact that you're not fighting in it, I'm pretty sure you learn. And, and I know, you know, is is the name of the game, but what are some things that you learned just in this little process? The fact that you're not fighting, on Saturday that you think is a benefit to you you being a promoter in the future? The truth is, you know, you already know, you know how you know something, but then when you go through, you're like, man, you know it now, I know it. Mm-hmm. Um, despite what your record is, despite who you are, despite other than Floyd, you know, you matter worth a flip you as a fighter you're unimportant you are expendable mm-hmm. the men are not in a position to earn money for someone else you no longer matter you are worthless until the next time we need you i learned that um we are not friends I don't care how buddy buddy we are. I don't care how many smiles we uh we 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 share. At the end of the day, we're not friends, and that is a hard lesson to learn. It's something you know, you know, in business, there's no friends. It's just business, not it's personal. But that's what makes it personal. I don't care anything about you, and I'm gonna show you by how I treat you. So mm-hmm. uh, that's what I that's what I took from that. Yeah. Um, you know, I say every every dark cloud has a silver lining. You know, no one cares more than you and your team, and that's it. Right. 
Okay. And, and it's powerful. You, that's the reason I'm not in boxing. You know, that's one of the reasons I'm not in boxing is the main reason is not, let alone, like you just said, you know, as fighters, you're expendable, but look at me, like I'm a woman, like, you know, just women in sports in general, you don't make a lot of money. So why am I going to put myself in a position where someone has that much control over my life? You know, like, especially when, you know, it came to the Olympic qualifier, you know, how our coach just didn't show up for me. And I was not going to put myself in a position where people are just not going to show up for me. So another question I have from you, just speaking on an entrepreneurship, uh, entrepreneurship side, because most people, I think when it comes, you know, entrepreneurship is such a broad, you know, term, you know, everybody is using that easily today and don't really know the true definition or they don't know their true definition. So I, I come from an understanding of what self-employed is and then also what a business owner. And I, and when it comes to self-employed is ultimately it's just you, you know, um, you're trading your time for money. Um, you're, you're doing everything. If like in your case, you don't fight, you don't get paid, you know, different things like that versus if you have a full business and that's kind of how entertainment is at the end of the day, you become the product. Right. But when it comes to like you having your own business, like in the sense of promotion, where if you have multiple different fighters, they could be fighting while you're still getting paid or you have multiple different employees. So I guess, how do you look at your future and how do you feel like you're setting yourself up? Do you feel like you're setting yourself up as that employee to where 100% of your efforts is based off of everything that you do, even as a boxer with you being a product? Or do you see yourself ultimately owning your own big business? If you do, is it just going to be boxing? Or like, what do you see like you wanting in the future? Uh, you know, as of right now, um, the best thing I can do for uh, Bulletproof Promotions is be successful as a fighter. Mm-hmm. Uh, Obviously, I'm still in the building stages of my career. I mean, you know, it just started three years ago. Mm-hmm. So, that ain't time about. So, obviously, the best thing I can do is to win and to win um, in a dramatic fashion, and you know, to develop relationships, lasting relationships with people who um, can benefit me in the future. Mm-hmm. So, as far as uh, what the end game is, absolutely, boxing is going to be a part of it. But it's it's not just boxing; it's overall sports. Okay. Uh, I want to get to where I can incorporate basketball, football, baseball. But obviously, you got to learn the game before you start trying to, you know, dibble and dabble in things you don't know. This is like how these managers come from boxing and come from. Uh, football and baseball and basketball and they think that because they manage those type of athletes that you can get in the boxing game when everything is about who you know it's about relationship they don't give a fuck where you came from yeah. i don't care how much money you made in football this is boxing right i understand that this is a business that was started by gangsters and thugs and it'll always be that way mm-hmm. this is a this is a this is a, don't care how many college degrees you got I care about my cousin. My cousin Frey need a job. You know yeah, what I mean? That's so, the key thing is the the building relationships. Like like they, that's across the board business in general. You know. Be successful because you my guy. Period. You know. Right. Okay. 
Now, do you see yourself, and I, I don't know if you're kind of doing it now, but are you promoting yourself? Are you your own promoter? No, I'm not. Um, actually, I don't put Bulletproof Promotions um, out there a whole lot. I definitely don't do it as much as I should for the main reason being that I don't want to bump heads with my promoter. Got it. Okay. I don't want, I don't want um, them to feel like, I want to push my own promotion more than theirs right now, mm -hmm. I, you know, because I have a a little bit of a commitment to them. So I need to be able to put that on front street. Now, obviously, you know, I can talk about it. I can tell what it's about, but I definitely want to, um, I don't want to bite the hand that feeds me by slapping in the face and pushing out of the way and say, hey, no, we bulletproof promotions. You know what I mean? So right now, uh, they're fueling that to to be something bigger in the future. Okay, that's what's up. What's up? So, I mean, and I know we're about to wrap this up, but lastly, I know you just have your own natural testimony. You know, I thought it was crazy when I first met you. You know, you're this fit boxer or whatever, and then I think before you got into boxing with with football, you weighed. I don't know how much, but you were a big boy, and then you dropped all that weight. Did all that weight come dropping so, so Listen, listen. I was big and sexy. So you big and sexy. Big and sexy. I mean, somebody finds you sexy. I'm just saying you're big. And was boxing like where you initially lost all that weight? Yeah, I mean, I started boxing. I was three over three hundred pounds. Okay. And I didn't realize, I knew I was big, but, you know, in collegiate football, my height, weight, whatever, I, my position, I was small. I didn't fit that cut of 6'5", 320, monster, running a 4'5", coming off the edge. No, I didn't fit that. But okay. when I put on the gloves, I realized, like, listen, if I want to be successful in this, I got to get this weight off I gotta be able to stick move. I gotta be able to keep that endurance up. So through mm -hmm. um you started at heavyweight, right? I started out at super heavyweight. Um okay. I lost a fight over in Kazakhstan and from then uh, my coaches uh told me, Hey, maybe we should go down to two hundred because you know, I had got all the way down to like two fifteen, so it was like, All right, you small you're a small heavyweight, you might as well just go down, lose that little weight and Move mm -hmm. down, so move down, and then in the pros, I went down another twenty five pounds, Dang. and now I've gone back up because I got tired of making weight. So, you know, now we're fighting the cruiserweight and um, okay. everything. Okay, that's what's up. So, any last words of wisdom, you know, for I guess millennials, people our age that you know, that is looking to achieve success because I know you start off as a football player. You probably had dreams of being an NFL. I don't know. Then you end up picking up, uh, you know, boxing. And I think that's most of our lives where we all, I mean, that's part of my life too, where we all have dreams of being something and then we pick up something new to become successful. So like, as we wrap up any words of wisdom in order to achieve success while we're still young or, just in in anyone's current place right now, what based on your training in boxing, what would you what advice would you give? 
Yeah, I don't care if you are 34 or 40 or 50 or 60. If you have a a goal in mind, if you have something that you want to do, you got to shake some trees. You can't be afraid to get a few no's. You gotta can't you can't accept no for an answer. You gotta be willing to do what the next man wants. You might have to fight a rat for your peanut butter. Whatever. You can't be in a, in a position to say you want to be successful, but you won't do this. Oh, I want to be successful, but I'll never fight for under uh, $1,000. Okay, well, you're going to start. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I'll never sleep in my car. I won't ever do this. I won't ever do that. No, you got to do that. Mm-hmm. Then you got to do it again. Then you got to embrace it. You got to look forward to it. Use that to grow you. Use everything around you to grow that passion. Right, when you're sleeping, the next man is trying to be better than you at it. Sometimes mm-hmm. I work him. Fuck that I just got this knockout right now. I'm thinking about the guy who just watched me get this knockout. Right. Okay. You know, so never stop pushing. And okay. people that that's um that's just something that people say, no, yeah. It's true. You gotta, you gotta keep going, no matter what. Perfect, perfect. And how, how does people find you? How do we find you on social media? Connect with you? How do we? Oh, uh, you go Google Big Sexy. I'm gonna pop right up. No, Big Sexy. Yeah. They made Team Bulletproof on IG. Uh, team Bulletproof. Is it like Team? Like how it's spelled? Team Bulletproof. Exactly how it's spelled. Or how it's correct spelled. One word, T-A-M-B-U-L-L-E-T-P-R-O-O-F. On Facebook, same spelling except for the O's or zeros. Twitter, same thing. Team Bulletproof. Team Bulletproof. Okay. And you can see updates. You said what.com? Say that again. BrandonGlanton.com. Okay, BrandonGlanton.com. Perfect. Okay, cool. All right, well, this is your girl, Danny Renee. This is the Millennial Network. Don't forget to connect with me on at Coach Danny Renee, D-A-N-I-R-E-N-E-E, at Coach Danny Renee on Instagram, Danny Renee on Facebook. This is the Millennial Network Podcast, and we are out.